0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List. You're off the of list making right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, uh, one of your hosts. And as per usual, uh, I am joined by my curly-haired, um, fluffy-headed friend, uh, Mr. Daniel Torres, who was running on, uh, uh, he's running, I'm not gonna say fumes, but he had a he had a he had a good time, a good night, a late night. Um, but we are uh, we are pulling through here over by his own. Danny, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm good, man. Like you said, I'm hanging by the skin of my teeth here. Uh, but great time last night. Um, you know, you know how primetime games are. I didn't get home until like two o'clock in the morning or so. Needed to take the day to kind of recover, but I did work. I wasn't totally lazy. I worked, but just (laughs) from home today, uh, I'm relaxed. I'm happy overall. I'm just very grateful and thankful that a W is a W. So we move forward and we have a great list to make today. We do.
0: Uh, We do. We wanted to, you know, obviously with the month of Halloween, we want some, some, themed ones and what goes out you know more hand in hand with halloween than uh i mean a fear right fear uh is is one of those you know things it's people like to be scared um <laughs> people like to be scared and we have some very uh, a nice blend of funny and serious uh for our our respective list today um that's for sure because uh, it just it just fit. I wanted it to be nice and chill. And almost I mean, like we do with a lot of these episodes, just super like just therapeutic, uh, in a sense. We could just put stuff out in the air. Like you're gonna hear me all right, probably nine of the ten thing, maybe eight of the ten things. You're gonna be like, What is wrong with you? Like I already know. I already know. Um I mean some of this very very strange, but uh, it is a fun one. I had so much I, I had a good time putting this list together um and there's some very, very serious ones too. but yeah, the irrational fear list is what we are going to talk about today um maybe irrational in the eyes of other people uh maybe when you really really break it down, it's irrational um in your own opinion, but it's just something that's just ingrained into your system uh so to speak. It's uh so yeah that's what we're going to do um that's what we're going to talk about today. So um Dan how did you like putting this list together? Uh what'd you think of the the, the idea? Loved it. This went
1: kind of deep into some stuff for me. I had to go back and really think of like a, a lot of different questions like well what are my top ones that I could think of off the top of my head? and then i started thinking back to like what did i have nightmares about as a kid too like what were the things that kind of triggered me in those types of senses and then what are just the weird things that bother me that i think about and i'm like uh i don't know if i would like that scenario if it played out (laughs) um which a lot of these are gonna be but it was very interesting to go through and i'm looking forward to what we both have because i said off the air i think we're gonna have different list but very similar in the end
0: <laughs> yeah i uh i'm about to blow your mind all right so uh without further ado my friend let us do it the irrational fear list let's make a list dan your number 10 what do you got for us
1: so i'm gonna do an honorable mention off the top because i just watched this movie called gerald's game recently where uh the it, this husband and wife go up to this cabin. And they're trying to like rekindle the flame and in rekindling the flame, like the guy handcuffs his wife to the bed with both hands and like some heavy duty handcuffs. And then he has a heart attack and, uh, and dies and there's no one to be found. And the whole movie is about her trying to like get out of the handcuffs. And it was very terrifying and very cerebral. And that may be a new irrational fear of mine that, now people will understand if they go see that movie. Uh, but that one's been buried in my brain recently. Uh, so my number 10, I'm probably going to go with the one that could most likely be understood and work backwards from there. I feel like, um, so I'm going to go with uh car accidents for my number 10. That's a good one. Um, so I totaled my last car in October of 2021. Um, so o- almost two years ago now. Yeah, and just about, it just, much. it yeah, exactly. And it just happened to be a day where it was like rainy. Uh, there was traffic backed up. I zigged when I should have zagged. And like, it was just one of those bad days. Uh, but now I I, it's brought it out of me more. I feel like, like, like now that I've had it happen, I fear it happening even more because I know it's a possibility. Um, and, but I, looking back, I've always had fears for that. If people go on road trips, I always have a fear of them, like getting into an accident on the road trip or something like that, because those types of things happen. And like, you know, life can be super random like that, unfortunately, but, it it's it's one that people can understand, but I think about it I think way more than a lot of other people do like the possibility of it happening so number ten is going to be car accidents,
0: very good, very good, and that's a fair one too um it's scary, you know, I know a lot of people who don't drive um you're just you know just weird about it uh you know there's the whole flying versus driving you know statistics and everything, and it's you know technically safer to fly. Uh, actually it is statistically, uh, than it is to drive. It's, it's wild. I've been in a couple, I've been in one, one car accident that I was driving a couple that I was a passenger, just little, I'm, nothing, nothing ever serious, fortunately, but, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's always something that should, you know, should be aware. And I guess it helps make you not so care people, not so careless when you're, when you're aware of that. So um, sure. I don't think that's a bad one. All right, so you would had a – it was a nice start. It was a very good start, a very serious start, Um, and it's all downhill from heroin on my side of things. Let's go. All right, so I grew up watching a lot of cartoons, a lot of TV shows, uh, and I still – it's still in the back of my mind. um, Quicksand, where – it was so overhyped. It was so overhyped, but it's still like it. I thought it was going to be a way bigger problem than it was. I right? just terrified of the idea of quicksand getting stuck in it and just being like, all right, this is it. You know, uh, what? Well, uh, there's a couple cartoons. I think what was the one movie where the dude's horse got stuck in quicksand? Oh, man. Um, not
1: shoot. It's not never ending story. story. It's something else. It's something else right around that time. I'm gonna find it.
0: All right. Um, heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. And again, there's just so many other like video games and stuff. Again, I thought quicksand was gonna be way bigger of a problem. It still is like one of them things where I'm like, uh, you know, sinkholes are like a close, like at like on par because those are the things that are popping up yeah. quite a bit. Um but yeah, my irrational fear. Is uh number ten is quicksand. I love uh, it. You never know. You you really never know. Um it was never ending story. I was right. It was? Yeah, it's never ending um, story that yeah. that happened. Yeah, terrible. Not a not a good first impression of quicksand. Um yeah, not not a fan. Not a yeah. fan.
1: It it definitely was that that concept of just sinking into the earth was definitely yeah, and there's
0: nothing awful. you there's legit nothing you could do. Nothing you could do. You just got to stand there and be like, all right, here we go. And at least that was the impression that I was given. Um, Man, not good. Not good. So, all right, my man, what do you got for number nine? My number nine, I'm
1: going to go with the fear of the ocean here. Um, Fair one. So, we've talked about underwater life and, like, the creatures underwater a lot in our nature episodes and it always just freaks me out how big it is and how much is down there that we actually don't know is down there. And I think about the ocean like a lot. It, it sounds like such a weird thing to say, but I think about the ocean way more than an individual should think about like things rising out of it. But I just don't know what's there. We there's like things that just live down there that glow and look ugly as hell. And like, what else is you know, what did it for me is probably Phantom Metis. <laughs> When, when they're going through, yes. they're taking the passage of the Gungan and like, but that big thing that pops up twice and eats the other fish. Yeah. That, There's that always a bigger fish. Like, yeah, yeah. But that thing was enormous. And it's like, that's just walking around in the water out there. So ever since I've had irrational fears of like creatures coming out of the ocean, maybe that's, maybe that's more of the category I should put this in is like fear of things actually coming out of it uh, but that's my number nine
0: yeah honestly I have to agree with that one and if I was to do an honorable mention I'd probably name again I love the water but yeah just stuff coming out of it yeah so growing up and watching the Power Rangers the green the sword the used to scare the shit out of me when it came out of the water and it just looked evil I don't know I just like And you watch a lot like I watch a lot of Godzilla stuff, all the Kaiju's just kind of being under there. and Yeah, Yeah, that's
1: the freakiest thing to think about. I don't know why it always bothers me, but it bothers me. Like Pacific Rim is such a cool movie because it's exactly what my fears are about. Oh, yeah. More shit just coming out of the ocean somewhere, like waking up and just destroying the earth. Cool. Great.
0: Love that. Love that. That's a possibility. Uh <laughs> hopefully not. We'll see though. Hopefully not. Yeah. There, there's a couple other like thing like um finding Nemo when they were in the deep sea. I think it's called an is it an angler fish or yes. something. I, um with the light on its head. Um and then I was watching there was some they were deep sea and there's like these giant tall like squid things that were just moving. It was around like some kind of oil pipeline or something deep. I, I don't remember what it was. But uh, I was watching it. They were they were watching it on uh, Joe Rogan. I was listening. They're like, God, it just looks like aliens. Like they just look like alien creatures just standing there. Like what are they doing with their life? They're just standing there. These tall, freakish alien squid things, um, giant squids or whatever. So I, I fully understand that. I fully love that. that. Thank
1: you for always
0: having my back
1: with my insanity. Of course,
0: buddy. Well, I hope you have uh, my back for mine so this one is gonna blow your mind um being a big fella you'd be like what are you talking about so have you ever been in a mall food court of course yeah okay i don't like the people who stand out there with the free samples (laughs) i don't like it i'm not a fan there's one specific restaurant type that does it, and I'm not gonna come off like a racist <laughs> on the show. So I'm not gonna say it out loud. We're not gonna say it out loud, but we all know what it is. We all know. Very aggressive. Very <laughs> aggressive. All right. You know, I, I like Chinese food, all right, Just as much as anybody. All right. I, <laughs> I like the the big, the low main, right? that's the big the thick noodles. I love crab ragoon, general sow's chicken. All that stuff, but when I'm just kind of walking by, and you're like, "Here, free sample, free sample," and just shoving this thing in my face, I don't like that. I I have actually at a mall, I've been approaching, seen the him or her handing out free samples, and just cut across the food court seating area just to go the opposite way. Honestly, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I respect it. It's ridiculous. You would think that I would be like, yeah, free samples. All right. Free samples. No. You're 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 trying way too hard to give me this stuff. All right. Try way too hard. I don't like it. So food, free food samplers at malls. Not a fan. I love that that's the, the
1: official title of that. That's incredible. No, I, Matt, I 100% know what you mean by that because when I'm out in a public place, sometimes I'm just like, I want to be by myself and I want to like do my thing. If you're just coming at me to forcibly start a conversation over food, I'm going to be like, do get away from me. I never yeah. liked doing that either. I always was like, shit, I have to go by. And I, I didn't want to do that. I usually take it to be polite. Maybe, but like it's a lot.
0: Yeah. It's just, yeah. I used to work down to the falls and there was a guy who would drive around and offer, he was part of a restaurant or owned a restaurant. And he'd always just, just give me samples of stuff. And it all tasted like shit. But he was such a nice guy. And I just, super uncomfortable, but he was like, a, he was like a regular down there. So it's like good to know business people, you hand out, you know, you, you advertise for them and they give you kickbacks. I know a lot of the taxi drivers do that, but, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't like forceful free samples. Yeah. That's, that's a really good choice to put on. There. That's why I like Sam's club. They're just, they just stand there. They look like they hate themselves. All right. And they're like, yeah, you, they got, they got a plate full of, like bread with some kind of new butter shit. And they they just stand there and you just, you go up to them, you go up to them and be like, Hey, can I get a sample? They're not like, Hey, 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 take this. All right. It's all about the approach. Love. All right. What do you got for number eight, my friend? My number eight.
1: Um, so I kind of have two that, go in this category um, and they both have to kind of deal with like claustrophobia in a way, but being buried alive is going to be my number eight. I don't know why that would ever feasibly happen unless someone was planning on doing it on purpose, which if you're out there listening and planning that, please don't do that. Or if you ever go, if you ever go one-on-one with the undertaker. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe that's where it comes from, too. I don't like that concept of just, like, waking up, being in the dark, like, in a coffin or a confined space, screaming and nobody, like, coming for help. Like, anytime they do something like that in, like, scary movies or, like, superhero shows, like, I, it always bothers me. When that happens, like you're just gonna leave that person stuck down there, like that's a really messed up thing to do. Um, and it's just one of those things I don't know how in the hell I didn't get out of it. They used to have bells all the time next to graves for just in case someone got buried alive, and that was like
0: that's a messed up thing to happen in places. Oh it, yeah. Th- this is I think it's I mean, th- the situation of it happening. I get it being irrational, but I think it's pretty rational fear because I'm kind of like claustrophobic too, man. And to be six feet under in a cut in, in a casket with not a whole lot of room to move and do stuff, um, scary, scary. I I love the the uh, there's like a big fear of like vampires in like the 16, 17, 1800s, and they would do this on the regular. Where they would they would be digging up um, coffins to kind of hit the stake and then but and they'd see the claw marks on the top of the casket, um, and they'd be like, "Oh God, it's a vampire!" And they stake it. Like it's unbelievable that they used to, you know. But this is, you know, that's religious fear. That's what they did. Um, but yeah, the bells bells a little creepy, but yeah, there's there's literally nothing you could do. I yeah. I started watching these videos of people doing like caving and it's super tight too. And I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I I hate
1: that. I, I like, I used to, for history classes, have to watch those videos of the guys going through pyramids and like Mm -hmm. just how tight those damn spaces are. And oh my God, it's so horrible. If I was the cameraman, I'd probably like off myself that it's so scary.
0: It's I was, so scary, oh, dude. I was just sitting there watching on the couch, and just, just, just watching. And this guy, he's got there's probably a foot or so of room, foot, foot and a half of room. His face is basically in water. He's got a GoPro, and then he's got like no room to go. And it's just getting tighter and tighter. I'm like, and my heart was was thumping, and I was like, "There's no way, no way."
1: Yeah, it's in, it's insane. You're going to hate the other claustrophobia when I have
0: on here then later <sighs> on. Good. All right. I'm ready for it. All right. Very good, my friend. Very good. Thank you. My number eight. Um, this is a self-imposed thing. Um, I used to not care. But now that I kind of value my appearance a little bit, I do care. Um I have a self imposed dress code for shopping. Okay. So I fear going to a place underdressed um, because there was a point in time where it was Crocs and sweatpants and I'd go out in public like that. Um, So I have this thing. So Walmart and Target are usually like the two main places that I go shop at Walmart tops Target. Um, If I'm dressed nice, I'll go to Tops or Target. Um, if I'm dressed like shit, like a bum, I'll go to Walmart. Um, I've the looks you get at are very intimidating at a Tops or Target or even Wegmans. I, I guess we'll throw Wegmans in there too. If you, um, if you are not like like a decent human being, it's a, it's just a code thing that I've had for so long, and it's it's probably very irrational. But it's just like, man, I just I just want some I just want some lunch meat. Like can y'all not like look at me please. So yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it again, I, I'm trying to I, I value the way my appearance looks a little bit better. So I have less bummy days. So I don't have to make those decisions quite as often. But there are some times where you know, I got to get up and find something last minute and it's, it's, I'm in whatever I'm in. So
1: is what it is. Yeah. I totally understand that. Uh, I, that being perceived feeling in public is just, oh, the, the eyes on you is absolutely the worst. It's like, you know, you're just living your life and trying not to do <laughs> the wrong thing and just be a freaking good human being yeah. and people won't let you off the hook it's no. so bad
0: and every time I do it every time I've gone out looking like that Crocs sweatpants dirty ass hoodie from work I always see somebody I know every <laughs> time ever since I started trying to dress up and and again be presentable I see nobody in public nobody yeah,
1: that's uh, yeah. I definitely understand that one. Honestly, yeah, a lot of these like seem anxiety related a little bit, and I definitely relate on those levels to yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, a lot of anxiety, my friend. Anxiety and fear that they go hand in hand. I'm actually reading a great book. We'll talk about it later, but oh, uh, it's helping me deal with it. I'm actually I'm going to recommend it to you. It's it's excellent. Um, all right, we are on to our number seven. My Alrighty, number right. seven,
1: yeah. My number seven. Let's see. I'm gonna put the fear of um being alone right here. I think mm. a lot of people experience this one, um. But for me, I it, it doesn't make sense for me to fear, and I say irrational by definition for this one because I have such a supportive um family and friend base that I've always been really lucky in life to always have people there for me when I needed it. And, you know, yourself, um, cheese, man, Dave, like other people like that, of course, uh, my brothers, like everything like that. Um, uh, but it, it always is in the back of my mind that all of that could go away in an instant, like the, like that some people like lose all of that and that that always just is that that impending thing for me is just always terrible to think about and i try not to at this point because i know i will never truly be alone in life but being alone is always something that i fear because i value the friendship of good people so much and sometimes i pretend that it doesn't bother me when like people drift away but it does um And you know, that that's just how life goes sometimes, but it's something that bothers me more than a lot of other things. So being alone goes on my
0: list. You know, I have to agree with that one. And I'm, I too, I'm going to put it at my number seven. Um, I too, I'm going to put it at my number seven. It's, it is like, and I, I've, I'm such a weirdo like psychologically, where I've, I've, Done a really great job at pushing people away that, um, that I probably shouldn't have. And I always come to regret it too. But yeah, that fear of loneliness, I, there's a lot of times where I like being like alone, just kind of like peace and quiet. But I know I'm not like alone, alone. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, cause like there, there's been a like a long stretch where like I was, you know, like, I wasn't getting invited to stuff with people that I like used to like being, you know, that I love to be around. And I was like, man, this, Oh, this is a shitty feeling. So I had to kind of look intrinsically and, and kind of see what, you know, what, what was going on and, and I giving off a weird vibe, you know, which I, I, you shouldn't have to do that, I guess. But, um, but yeah, that loneliness feeling, it's, it's, it's not great. It's, it's great. You know, like, in the moment like a day like yeah, like yeah okay day to myself treat yourself kind of day all right i'm just gonna relax and do nothing for a day um but in the in the grand scheme of things yeah loneliness is weird it's it's like being um it's like being in exile you know it's it's not fun it's not fun because we're we're such social creatures by habit it's just a it's just basic human instinct and actually every animal. Um, you know, they go in a herd or a school of fish or something. It's always uh group oriented. Um so yeah, being alone I think is a is a really, really good one. And uh and yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So that is yeah. my number seven. Yeah. Lucky to have you,
1: buddy. I know that I say oh, that likewise. all the time, but like it, good people are hard to come by and i like to hold on to them when they come around so
0: likewise you know we, we got close by within the last two years i would say and you know i've had a lot of people kind of come and going from in my life and uh you know shit in the grand scheme of things it always it always happens for a reason so um so i'm grateful for you so yeah thank, thank you, you sir yeah i
1: I'll break it up a little bit with my number six, because this one is, <laughs> I feel like a lot more people were scared of this than they care to admit. Um, Have you ever,
0: <laughs> have you ever watched Pee-wee's big adventure? Yes. It's been a long time, <laughs> but I I have. Yes. I grew up. And kind of still to this day,
1: with an irrational fear of large Marge from Peewee's Big Adventure. Do you know who I'm referring to? I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find a name. So, if you are, if oh, you Jesus. are are not yes. familiar with the movie, um, <laughs> it's it's Peewee gets his bike stolen and he has to go. He's going across the country because. Uh, fortune teller steals his money and tricks him into thinking that his bike's at the Alamo, so he goes all the way across country to go do it. It's it's a masterpiece of a movie, it's fantastic. Um, but at one point, he's hitchhiking, and this woman named Large Marge picks him up, who turns out to be like a ghost of her former self, and, it, and she's telling this story with this really like. <laughs> like menacing presence and stuff like that and what you know for 80s effects this was pretty good um she, this she a very, turns this, to peewee at one point and said like they're it is talking about how she looked when they pulled her out of the wreckage and she says she, they look like this and then does this image of like her eyes popping out of her head and her tongue like moving around it just kind of came out of nowhere in the movie <laughs> I remember my brothers, I think, saying that they were afraid of it too. Like it, it's one of those things where it just kind of stuck with you. It's like, where the hell did this come from? Like, why is this?
0: Yeah. I again it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I'm I'm re-looking at the pictures. They have like an HD image of large marge here and uh not a fan. It kind of looks like the thing from SpongeBob that goes chocolate, you know, you know yeah, the old lady yeah. in the wheelchair
1: so yeah that's and he does his stupid ass scream after that too and it's oh man and he was just the best i i loved that movie so damn much and growing up probably gonna watch it tonight now that i'm
0: talking it up (laughs) uh it might be very appropriate that scene especially for this time of year you
1: know what i was just thinking that um I, I also want to recommend to listeners, if you're looking to, for something to get into this season right now, I just finished season two. There are two seasons of the show called from, and it's extremely good. It's about like all these people that were going places and ended up stuck in this town that they have no connection to the outside world. And, like they just end up there randomly. Hmm. Um but then these weird things come out at night, too, like almost like zombie things that are really monsters. It's so good. It's such a good premise. It's on like MGM Plus or something like that. You can you can find it for free on certain outlets. Uh, okay. I definitely was looking for it. But I highly recommend that to people if they're looking for something to get into for the end of spooky season.
0: It's a good watch. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Very good. Very often. Another food-related one, too. Sorry, you cut out
1: for a second. I did? Oh, it says
0: my connection's unstable. Am I back? Yeah, you're back now. Okay. That's very weird. Okay. Um, So this is another food-related one. Okay. Beautiful. I hate, well, I I guess it's food, and and I guess like uh, you can do other stuff, too. But, dude, I hate drive throughs And I deal with them all the time. There's so much that can go wrong in a drive-thru. All right. So much. I've experienced it all. I literally hate drive-throughs, but it's so convenient. All right. I hate miscommunication. All right. Not a good not a big fan of miscommunication. When you when you discuss your order and the order, the, the the person inside, the employee, just keeps messing it up, getting it wrong. All right? So there's that. Don't like that. So you pull up and you get the wrong thing. Um, and there, I've had a lot of rude people, you know, pull up to talk about what you want. Okay. All right. Cool. We're off to a good start here. Um, lines, like traffic, like, in a, in a, like a long like, drive-through line that you can't get out of. All right? I'm a big fan of Arby's solely on the fact that if I wanted to get out of the drive through line, I could just go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're good about that. McDonald's, there's a couple exit point, points, but like Taco Bell, for some reason, they have a curb and you're trapped in there. You're not going anywhere. So there's that, the fear of entrapment. And I used to have a fear. and I still guess I do too. It was if you order the food and you're you're standing in line or you're, you're parked your car in the drive through line and, uh, and your card gets declined and you have no money. Mm. I, luckily I haven't had that problem in quite some time, but that's always something that's on my mind. There's a lot that can go wrong in drive throughs. I, it, the, when you're standing there and you, you're around the corner, you're almost at the pay window and there's like a crackhead there asking for money. Like, there's just a lot. I don't like doing it. I don't like boxing myself into a situation. I would personally rather go in. Sometimes I do have to go back in because they fuck up the order so bad. You know? So, I might as well just go in and and take care of it in one one trip. So, um, drive throughs is my number six. Completely irrational.
1: That's why, like, Uber Eats and DoorDash are just so crippling for people like us because – Typing out my order and sending it in and knowing that I submitted it right is like so much better for me than relying on somebody else to do it. It, It's they
0: still mess it up though, all the the time. DoorDash still messes it up. I can't tell you. I my go to egg McMuffin, all right, extra cheese, extra like I got to have it because I I do the calorie count. So I am planning on this being this way. One time I didn't, they gave me egg and cheese biscuit. They forget oh, the drink God. sometimes. Uh, and it's like, dude, I, one one time some guy took my order. Uh, he, he picked it up and just said it was delivered. And I never got it. So. DoorDash, again, convenience, it is wonderful. I have spent a lot of money on DoorDash over the last couple of years since discovering it. But I fear every time that I'm going to be pissed off when I open up my bag. And the whole, like, refund process is annoying, you know, because I asked for a refund. I'm like, I didn't order, you know, I didn't order this from McDonald's. And... What they did was they gave me the the difference between what I had ordered and what they fucking gave me. I was just it, it's it it can be very frustrating. So, yeah, I guess it goes hand in hand. But yeah, drive throughs. Yes. Yeah, we'll throw a Doordash on there. <laughs> All right, my friend, we are on to our top five. What do you got for number five?
1: My number five. I'm going to put the fear of anger at my number five. So, and this is what I mean by that is. I have always been a person that takes the high road in a lot of situations. And anytime that I feel angry or anger towards somebody, I almost feel just as much, if not more guilt about it than I do like actual anger within it. And... I think that comes from, you know, just not seeing what anger and ugliness can do to people and yeah. knowing that a, a lot of, uh I saw a lot of those things in my life from a lot of different places and those things have molded me into being a person that like always wants to take the high road and always wanted, wants to do that. But you need to have uh, a healthy balance of, having both like it's okay to be angry at times but when i when i feel it kind of overtake me a little bit which you know later in life i've kind of been feeling that a little bit more as it goes i hate that and it scares me like it's a very very scary thing for me because it's almost like playing with fire um in a lot of respects so i'm gonna put the fear of anger at my number five
0: that's a, that's a good one it, dude i'm we're all guilty of it we're all trying to work on it at least you acknowledge it and you're working on it but anger sucks and it, it is important to acknowledge that something upset you um but how you deal with anger is obviously um you know that's the challenge right that's the challenge i uh i've been around so many angry people all my life and it's kind of like it, like uh almost like imprinted on me so it, it's it's that's been something I've been working on the last year. I, some days are better than others. Uh, you know, when it comes to dealing with it, but it is, yeah, it's, it stinks. Cause dude, I've been man. Yeah. Just some, uh, I've, I witnessed a lot of people deal with anger, uh, very irrationally. So, uh, it's, it's tough. And when you see it, you know, it, it becomes, and you see it frequently, it just becomes normalized. So, um, how you deal with it is, uh, Different, obviously, you know, uh just yeah, always trying to be better. Always trying to be better about it. So very good. Very good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I love that choice. Uh my number five is losing my pants on an escalator. So um following up your serious one with another uh one, but <laughs> All my life. I was not expecting that <laughs> it's the, it's the truth. it's it's the honest truth. I've always so being pantsless is one of like overall just a fear. Um, we've all had dreams of being in class without pants on, right? Um, when I wrestled both in high school and professionally, I always had, uh, I always had nightmares that my name was getting called, but I wasn't dressed to go out. That was always like a big fear of mine. So it goes hand in hand with riding another wonderful invention, and and my mom also. I love my mom to death, but she set me up for failure with my pants length, um, just too long, just too long. All right, uh, just way too long. So I always worried about, you know, stepping off the elevator or escalator, thinking I'm safe, and the back heel part of the pant just getting caught in there and just gone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Now uh, my wife has me on the right track. My my pants length is appropriate um, to how it should be. Like a normal human being, instead of just dragging on the floor, getting worn out. Um, so I don't have that problem anymore. But there's always like the, like a shoelace. Like just get a shoelace and just just, just fall down. Um yeah, escalators can be terrifying. But
1: yeah. did you ever get
0: worry about getting
1: sucked into one?
0: I used to as a kid. I used to jump off. Like when you got to that part where it's like we're starting to level off, I used to jump. That was that was my thing. I, I am like, I'm not getting sucked in.
1: No. You know what's really funny that I can kind of relate to with that, that didn't make it on this list, but um, Julie and I were actually talking about it last time we were traveling, is those... Those, like, escalator almost pathways in airports. Yeah. We, yes. we have an irrational fear of those because you're going so fast that you see the end of it and you almost panic a little bit. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, you're afraid you're just going to, like, face plan as soon as you get off of
0: it. Look at them this way. All right. You're obviously a video game person. All right, Yes. I look at that as, like, a, a speed boost or a turbo boost, or like a racing game. Or like Sonic the Hedgehog when when the the, the nice flat airport once. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because people just they just lollygag, man. I don't got I ain't got time for that. Got on my way. So I speed boost past them on the on the flat uh, flat escalator thing. <laughs> <I don't>, yeah. We <laughs> don't even know I don't what, know the hell what you called. call it. But a Segway? Uh, what, what is that called? I don't know. Don't know. Now I'm curious. Yeah, I know there's okay. gotta be an official
1: definition for it somewhere.
0: <laughs> but there it is. Our number fives. Uh, what do you got for number four?
1: My number four is going to be uh the fear of bears. I am <laughs> I am deathly terrified of freaking bears. I don't freaking know why. I am so scared of bears. It is unbelievable.
0: I (laughs) you got to enjoy this my next one hold on (laughs) just do your thing do your thing okay so
1: I um man they're just so freaking big and they're the fact that they're so local around like the fact that they're around like as close to like 45 minutes from here, you could probably see a bear at some point that just is wandering out of place. That scares the actual hell out of me. Those things are so big. And if you saw one in the wild, as my giant cat jumps onto my table, scaring the crap out of me for a second. <laughs> um, If you were to like see one in a wild, I don't know what you would do with yourself, honestly. I don't know what I would do with myself. And have you ever seen the Revenant with uh Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and like man when he fights the bear in that movie there's a reason why like that like captivated so many people because it is so brutal and that is exactly what I've always imagined it would be like the first time I watched that movie I just had like my jaw drop like oh my god I can't believe this is happening it was my worst fear coming to life in front of me um, have you watched cocaine bear I haven't yet
0: what is it? It's on like Netflix or HBO. I think Netflix. I just watched that two weekends ago. That like you mentioned in that like it just that was something. It was a legit. It was the funniest horror movie I've ever seen in my life. But it's just coked out bear just murdering everybody. That's horrifying. Like it's yeah. horrifying to think about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so bears are my number th- um number four
0: due to their sheer size four. and
1: the terror that they bring.
0: Perfect, because I have something bear related for not my number four, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna be like, what is wrong with you? Uh Smokey the Bear.
1: I mean, I you know, a small percentage of me gets that because of what I just said.
0: Have you seen yeah? I mean, listen, those commercials used to scare me. All right. It wasn't it wasn't about the matches and the lighting stuff on fire. It was him. He's just visually terrified. He looked like he belonged in a five nights at Freddy's video game. All right. Just especially those old ones. Oh man. No. Last Halloween on the panel discussion, we did short stories, and I wrote a Smokey the Bear horror flick. Like it, it was just, it was bad. It was bad. He was really nice at first, and then he actually had like a flamethrower, and he caused the forest fire, and then he used it to get like it was just bad. Um, I God. I don't like. I'm not a big fan of Smokey. It was dark. Um. Yeah, the old, the commercials used to just scare me just how visibly. Like there was one where Smokey and his family were just having a picnic in front of uh like a bonfire camping thing in, in somebody's front yard. And I get I understood the message, but I just no. Smokey the bear. Amazing. I love that one. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so your bear, your your fear of beers, your beer fear is uh not so not not so uh not so bad. I, I share it with you. I share it with you. Yes. Me fearing Smokey the Bear is probably far worse. All right, we are on to our number three. Number my, three.
1: My number three is the fear of failure on anything. And it's not it's not irrational in people don't fear failure because if you don't feel fair fear failure it means you don't care enough about the initial thing in the first place to that where you should pursue it like if you fear not succeeding then you're doing something right but i overthink it a lot of the time so it, it interferes with my fear of starting things because i'm so afraid of um not being able to complete it and that's where it gets hindering to me and to you know other people who I know have that same situation in life sometimes but yeah man it it feels really good to succeed but it also really sucks to fail at a lot of things and I don't want that feeling um in the things I don't care about or care about most in life i don't like feeling that ever and it's it's so defeating every time um but i again i overthink it way more than people do sometimes so um that's my number three
0: i mean that's a fair one too the fear of failing um because we all take chances in life uh you know whether it's starting a business venture um you know how many times I've started and stopped weight loss stuff and, and millions of other people have done that. Um, I mean, it, it, athletic stuff, right. You know, not, unfortunately not everybody can win. And you know, how many people put their heart and soul into something and, and, and didn't come out, you know, as a champion or, or regarded uh, a little bit better than that. It's a, it's, it's very rational. Uh, but the thing to remember when it comes to the fear of failure is that you attempted it. Uh, Cause a lot of people don't even start uh they just let fear just kind of just nip it right in the bud. Um so I fully understand it and that's this is that's a perception I'm starting to learn too. Um starting to come around a little bit more too is just, you know, just trying it. If it if it fails, uh you can either let it hey I tried or take it as a lesson and try again, you know, another time. So um, uh, but it's a very, very good one. And uh it's one that a lot of people have. So I love it. I love it. Thank you, sir. I don't love that you have that fear, but I love that you put it on this list. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Okay. All right. So for my number three. Um so I guess I I worded this kind of shittily, but it, it I, I guess I can make it more broad. Um, I hate when I'm going to Walmart and both entrance doors are blocked off by kids asking for donations. Yeah. (laughs) Can't stand it. Can't stand it. I mean, listen, uh, there's that or the alternative are the, the crackheads are asking for money, you know, outside of other places, Um, you know, I guess if I had to pick between the two, I would choose the kids. But I also just hate like because you go in, you donate, and then you come out. They're like, "Hey, this," and I get it. It's like a routine thing. Hey, every everything that comes through that door, we gotta ask for money. So you get asked twice. Um, there's been a lot of times where I've fake checked the pockets up. Oh, sorry, I got nothing for you. But I it would actually turn around and leave. I just, it's such an uncomfortable feeling people asking you for money i don't dig it I it's don't dig
1: it. yeah it's definitely uncomfortable especially during the holidays when you're just trying to get in get your things and get out
0: it's unbelievable oh, sorry this dude, one is those, attacking
1: my foot that's while okay I'm
0: sitting here <laughs> like the salvation army people like they put the saddest looking people out there to ring that bell shittily and i'm like oh god and I've heard stuff about Salvation Army. <laughs> it's just like I don't want to give you money, but you look pathetic, so I want to give you money. I don't know. It's a it's a conundrum. But basically, in general, not just kids, but people asking for money outside of stores. I will I will typically leave if I have pulled up, seen the setup, and I'm like, oh no, we're going to another place today. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like having to say no. I just don't like that awkward inter- interaction. Uh, I don't so yeah yeah there's my number
1: three i just i just watched this video today online of this guy that he was like checking out i was like do you want to uh donate a dollar to uh to save dogs at a shelter or whatever and he's like no and they're like are you sure and he's like yes And it's like so you're sure you're sure he's like yes and it's like do you not like dogs and he's like He's like, no, I like dogs or whatever. And like, it's going, and it's like, don't you want to save this dog's life? And then eventually it just goes, the dog died because you didn't donate. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> it's so bad. But every time that's exactly how I feel when I have to deal with people asking for money.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I commend their courage for it. Some of them, you know, for sure. Like, I had one one tell me that like I'm like what do you what do you need this for? And they're like, yeah. They actually straight up told me they were going to buy a crack with it. I was like, okay, all right. Here's a dollar. You're honest with me. I appreciate it. But you enjoyed um, that crack, sir. You did. Thank yeah. Thank you for your honesty. That's all I ask for. But <laughs> I just I don't know. You go in. You know, shopping's already distracting enough as it is, and. You know, I just—it's hectic. You just want to get in, and get out, and then you have this added layer to the shopping experience. Um, and it's that. It's that. I mean, it's, the really nice ones. All right, if you're running a fundraiser outside of a the store, whether it be Walmart, whatever, um, free candy's good to give back. If people donate, all right, the kids with the Dum Dums and the and the Tootsie Pops, kudos to you, um. Everybody else, uh, do better. Yeah. Do better. Oh, yeah. Girl Scout cookies too, man. It breaks my heart. Yeah. I have to tell them no. Inflation's killing it. Like, skyrocket the price of that. It's bad. I always
1: get suckered into buying one or two boxes from kids at school because, you know, kids will do it for their Girl Scout troop or whatever. Of course. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, I'll I'll get a couple from you. It's like two boxes and later. (laughs) It's freaking crazy. It's bad.
0: Yeah, basically where I'm at now, you got to earn it. You got to earn it. You got to earn that donation. You can't just be out there looking cute, you know, smiling and stuff. Like, You got to earn it. Put out a performance... But that's the thing; is like the cute ones always come and
1: ask me directly, and they always ask me nicely. So I'm like, ah, damn it, yeah, I, I got to, because you're you're taking the time out of your day to do that.
0: Yeah, I see. When it comes to like homeless people, like there's always like there's just a couple that just sit there and just hey, give me money, or there's the ones that like do stuff. Like I, this one dude was crushing it. He had a bucket. He was playing the drums on it. I was like, this guy's getting my money. You gotta earn <laughs> it. Hey, sorry. There was this.
1: I don't know if I've ever told you about this woman before, but there was this woman back when I worked on this place at this place on Elmwood Avenue that would sit at the bus stop every day with her like boyfriend or son or whatever. I don't know what he was to her. And every time I'd walk by, excuse me, sir, do you have five dollars? And then, like, but she would change the amount every time I passed by her. So like someday she'd start like super high. She would start super high someday. Like, excuse me, sir, do you have $15? $15? (laughs) Man, what do you think I made of? I was standing outside the office mad about something the one day. And she had seen me four times that day and asked me for money. And she... I hear her calling from 10 feet away. It was like, excuse me, sir, do you have $10? And I just turned. I was like, I'm broke.
0: That's why I'm here right now. I need to make my own money. Stop asking me. And it's hard because you like the, Generally, if I had millions of dollars, I would give it, I would, I would help people out. I you would. Know, I, you know, $15? In small dollars $15.
1: Yeah. That's starting way too high. Do
0: in this economy, to- $15 donation is way too much. Especially when she's asking everybody for it.
1: You're making yeah. 15 an hour? No way. No way. No way.
0: Yeah. I once got asked for bus fare at a journal. I'm not happy about that. Yeah. Rochester. Going to college up there. Oh, gross. That explains everything. Pretty much. Down It was at the downtown campus, so yeah. All right. <laughs> Enough about people asking for money. We're on to our number twos. Uh, What do you have for your number two irrational fear? My number two
1: on my rational fears list is rats. I absolutely hate rats. I don't like rats at all. They're awful, terrible creatures. I don't know why people even keep them as pets or do anything with them. They're one of the reasons I'm so thankful I have cats because, like, they'll never let them come anywhere near my house. My 13-pounder will he he's he's got it he'll alligator roll this dude uh (laughs) they're big man um, i've seen some of these these rats they're big i've seen some disgusting ones especially like being in new york uh when you go to the city like i i walk through tom Pitt square park near where my grandmother's house is and uh you just see in the dark them just scurrying away because like they're everywhere. I'm like, ah great, lovely, lovely. See them in the subway track. I just hate it. I hate the the intrusive feeling they leave. That was one of the things that made me so happy in the new Batman is it capitalize on my fears by incorporating rats into when uh the Riddler's killing that one dude.
0: Oh, and yeah. like
1: yeah that's just like every time i hear him opening the slots for them to go i'm like i'm always just like ah damn it damn it don't let me do that the, the <laughs> movie the movie in not insidious um sinister the second sinister movie um has a scene where they put they have buckets strapped down on these people and they have a rat inside the bucket and they uh put a flame on top of the bucket so that the metal gets hot and the rat doesn't know where to go. So it burrows through the human to find an escape route. Cause like, you know, they just, they find a way any way possible. And that was disgusting and gross. And I never wanted to throw up in a movie theater so badly in my entire life. <laughs> uh, but I sat through it. Uh Julie, makes fun of me for it all the time. She makes fun of my irrational fear of rats all the time. Um but it's there and it's it's very prominent. So rats comes in at my number two.
0: That's a that's a good one. That's a fair one. Uh <laughs> very fair. My I used to love it, but well he doesn't do it much anymore. But um when Prince was really young there was times where we go and just go see him. And he had like a mouse in his mouth. <laughs> he just look at you all like, cause that's what they're made for. These t- they are like for mouse hunting. And like, he did, he was so proud of himself. Like we come around a corner. He'd just be like, he'd be looking at, he's got a mouse just hanging out of his mouth. I'm like, you're, you're a, what do you put that down? And he wouldn't, he would have to like fight it out of him. but It was just gross. It just added like, just, ugh. but it was like uh, one of those cute things, like it was kind of cute the fact that how how proud he was of it and and we're just like, oh, it's disgusting it's, but good but good job as well, ugh.
1: yeah, God, yeah. just just the sight of him it always it always just rubs me the wrong way, man, I don't know,
0: oh boy, yeah, <laughs> I get it, I get it, dude, um. Speaking of things that rub me the wrong way, beautiful. My number 2. I hate clowns. I hate clowns. I like it's a like face paint in general pisses me off. It I I it makes me uncomfortable. I've had face paint on and it's like it's so itchy and annoying. Like you have this layer of something on your face. So when I see like clowns I just I'm not a big fan of it. Um not a fan, like kind of like if, like I love the 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 scary anxiety, but also not a fan of that clown pandemic we had back in like 2016, where everybody was like dressing up as clowns and chasing people. You ever do you remember that uh, at all? Yeah, yeah, there was somebody I, I'll in never North Carolina. Forget that. I'll never forget that. Oh, dude, every day you look up and there was somebody dressed as a clown and they were chasing people. They were doing the it thing, like the it balloon thing. Um, and free hug signs that it came and went really quick, but man, it, uh, not a fan. I, I don't like clowns. I don't, I mean, John Wayne Gacy kind of, you know, ruined it for everybody too, but I just, in general, even if they're nice clowns, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, look how often they've been used in the media. I mean, Julie is such a massive Pennywise fan, which I yeah. I get it because it's creepy for sure. Yeah. Um, but then you have like Terrifier and like all these other the Joker. clown based the Joker who like. Man, there's, there have been some brutal scenes with him just everywhere. There have been some really, really graphic, brutal Joker-involving scenes. Isn't plenty of rational fears to not like clowns and or face paint. So does that yeah. mean, like, were you always, like, turned off by Sting
0: because of that? Or did you appreciate the Sting? I didn't. Let, I didn't care for it. I don't know. Because it was always, like, half rubbed off. It was just weird. Like and also like when I go to sports games and and people got their face just covered in paint. I'm like this. I can't be around this. I I don't know why. I don't know why. Like they could just go to like like homecoming football games and people would paint their face. I'm like this is just. I don't like it. I don't like it. And it's so so stupid. It's so stupid. I'm sure it was just like the stupidest thing. But I hate having face paint put on. Um. And just being around people with face it's just like I can't believe you go out in public like this. But each own, like in all seriousness, each own. if you like doing the face paint sporting thing, go for it. But I, yeah, I'm not a fa not a face paint person. So um that is my number two. Face paint slash clowns. Love it. Um my number, number one, one. Yeah. I I'm I'm very intrigued in this one. Very this intrigued. Is- This is such an irrational
1: fear because I don't know what situation this would possibly happen in, but the thought of this, like, just destroys me. So seriously, if anybody out there is looking for some way to get back at me and anything but this, please, for the love of God, um, it's being locked in the trunk of a car while it's going underwater. Oh, no. I think about this shit all the time. And, like, I don't know why, but it's it's so, it, it like, I think about it happening so often, and it's so terrifying to me. Um, I've written it out as an exercise. It's the first time I thought of it, because I was thinking of a superhero scene where, like, someone gets knocked out, they get put in that, and they push the car into water, and he's yeah. only got, like, a few seconds to, like, be doing that. And... I can never finish writing the scene because I don't know how the hell I would get out. I don't know what the hell I would do. Like, especially if I was bound up somehow, I don't know how I'd be able to get my hands free, get this trunk open when all this pressure is slowly increasing on it. Like there's just so many factors in doing that. It's a, it's a time bomb. Anytime there's like a car sinking in anything, It always stresses me out in movies like always 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 does but i always think of like what if you were in the trunk if you just had no way like no rational way to try and freaking get out of this thing and you just had these split seconds to just be you'd, you'd have to have something on the fly to be able to do it um so please, God, let it never happen to me because I don't know what the hell I would do. Um, but being locked in the trunk of a car while it's going underwater is my. That's unbelief.
0: yeah. Any situation where there's some kind of entrapment and you're going in the water is scary. The first scene, the first thing that I remember, my earliest recollection of a scene that terrified me of somebody going underwater entrapment was Aladdin. When they chained him up, they did the ball and chain. Oh, and they yeah. Muzzled them. And he had a free like he accidentally freed the genie, and that's the only reason why he got out. So I I full well understand that. Genie made him straight up burn a wish for it. Yeah. What a a dick. (laughs) Awful. Absolutely awful. He couldn't save his
1: life, like really. I mean, I guess he's obligated to. He didn't technically as the genie, he didn't even have to save him in the first place, but
0: I don't know. I'm thinking too deep into this stuff. What is your number one on your arrest? What is my number one? All right. So this is one of the very, very few serious ones I had, but this is one that everybody does this. And my irrational fear is other people's opinions. That's my number one. And we're all guilty of this, right? We let people kind of control like their opinion of us kind of control our opinion of ourselves. And it's, it's, When you think about it at the, at the core of it all, it's, it's weird. It's weird. I, I have this feeling like, and this is something I've, I've been recently breaking through, but that I haven't really been able, like all of my life, most of my life, been able to think for myself that people have thought for me, whether it's, you know, it's, it's comments, it's, uh, it's, other like certain indoctrinations, I guess, like growing up with certain, you know, beliefs and, and whatnot. And I'm like, did I believe that or was that put into my head somehow? And that's that's technically someone else's, you know, someone else's opinion. Um, you know, the way the way you dress, right? You know, and, and or or just something you enjoy. You know, as if you ever done something that you enjoyed and somebody kind of talked you out of it. Yeah, it happened to me. Pro wrestling, right? I I really genuinely enjoyed it, and I just I had people uh, close to me that just kind of warmed me down, and it it one and then I, it made me hate it. And I was, you know, it was good. Like I, it was like an intervention. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing. Like sit down, like watch it and stop doing this. And I was like, uh, and I, and at that point I was just looking to, okay, I'm tired of this. Like, okay. Um, going to Indianapolis. Oh my God. When I finally went in 2018, I felt so free. Like people don't know how much that trip means to me. They have no idea. But for years, people were making excuses and giving me reasons on why not to go. And I regret it. I regret listening. And, you know, it it wasn't maybe always financially feasible, you know, but, like, the idea that something I wanted to do was, you know, I, I, I was gung-ho about it until I wasn't. So that's why I keep a lot of stuff close to the vest. Like, if, you know, um, I like to, at least within the last year, I like to kind of just do stuff and then display it like, uh, like on social media, like there's been times where I put ideas out there on social media and or or whatever, just express it to somebody. And then as soon as I say it, I'm like, yeah, what, you know, weight loss stuff, right? Weight loss stuff. Uh, you know, it, it's a whole convoluted thing. I'm actually reading this book currently, and I, I absolutely love the author. Um, it's by a guy named Ryan Holiday. Is called courage is calling, and he's written written a lot of great books. Uh, Dan, there's another one at the studio called Ego is the Enemy, but it it talked about that about how, um, you know, like great people overcame, uh, you know, the opinions of others. Uh, what is it? is it Florence Nightingale? I believe is her name. Uh, I had the the bit on it, but basically, if I, I hope I got the name right. But she came from uh, a very rich family, and she wanted to go help people. I think this um, it was like during the Caribbean Wars, but she kind of helped, you know, inspire the founding of like, the Red Cross by breaking away from what she was told to do versus going and just, just, just doing it because she wanted to. Um so other people's opinion they, it was weighed on me all my life, and I, I can't, you kind of lose your identity with it. High school, you know, is what we talked about earlier, right? This 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 um, primitive psychological need to kind of belong. When man, if 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 you can kind of live for yourself, and 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 yeah, sure, some people's opinions may be valid but when it dominates your life man you're not living you're just kind of existing so that is my number one fear um, is kind of going back to that and again there's always stuff that happens here or there um but the last year of my life has probably been the best mentally because i felt like i'm just kind of doing you know doing stuff that that i want to do um in in regards to you know just 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 general life like i'm just going to do it so um and it's it's i think it's worked out pretty good so far so there it is everybody um our top 10 irrational fears uh we have an exciting guest in 2 weeks we're bringing steve back for a very fun list however dan gets choice uh for next week's episode and i'm sure it's going to be a good time um you gonna stick in the realm of spooky
1: yeah i'm thinking of sticking in the realm of spooky um uh my younger twin uh is turning 23 uh this coming wednesday so by the time this will be out he'll be 23 so i'm gonna get him on the show next week and then i'm hoping tyler's also free so that we can do one like that but i'm gonna see if we can find something halloween related that suits all our interests which would be really fun um so it's been a while since they've been on here so i'm excited to get them back on um but yeah, we're gonna come up with something really fun and then we'll the week after we'll dive back into what we know best, which I'm so excited
0: about. Yeah, we got a good one in a couple of weeks. Uh we'll we'll announce at the end of next week's episode. So, but there it is, everybody. Thank you so much as always, Dan. Thank you as always for being my uh my my co host right hand man. Um yeah, to listeners, appreciate you. And uh do you enlist? <laughs> you
1: could see it.